I'm Adele and I'm a stylist. But wait, I'm not just that. I'm also a person and I want to express that. That's why I started a podcast. A place for artists to express themselves, develop their secrets, expose the shit and glitter, to get undressed. I'm going to talk to my clients, my friends, my enemies, but most important, I'm going to be talking to people who are going to be fucking uncomfortable in that chair. Buckle up. If only you knew what happens when you get undressed. Get undressed. Bonjour, hello and welcome everyone. Today I have the pleasure of welcoming Fernanda Ramirez who's going to get undressed and real about her experience on social media, building a brand, having her own podcast and growing up in the limelight. Fernanda is a popular lifestyle content creator. She has over 1.2 million followers on her YouTube channel and she has a very loyal fan base on the rest of the channels. She recently started her own podcast called A Better You and she's just 21 years old. Hi, Fernanda. Hello. Welcome to Get Undressed. Hello. I'm so excited to be on here. Talk about all things fashion and all the above. I know. I'm so excited to welcome you. And I've followed your career. And it's so interesting to see how you developed in literally a 360 boss bitch. <laughs> literally. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So should we start with the beginning? Why are we wearing robes? Um, today we're being honest, we're being authentic, we are getting undressed. Not actually, but you know, in theory, in theory, we're being ourselves. In emotions. Exactly, in emotions. <laughs> I love it. I, I'm so actually much more comfortable now. So now that my robe is on, I feel ready to talk. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So my first question, obviously, is about the first two videos that you mm -hmm. did who went massively viral and completely transformed your career mm -hmm. and your life, I guess. Yeah. Can you talk to me about the first one? Yeah, so my first video was my prom get ready with me experience vlog. And it was actually kind of funny because when I vlogged it, I didn't even have a YouTube channel at the time. Um, but I would just, I had a vlog camera, so I would bring it everywhere with me in hopes that when I would start my YouTube channel, I would be able to post these I videos. Know. So I remember I would like vlog a lot of like parties in high school and just like random things. And I think it was almost even an ongoing joke, like Fernanda brings a camera and is not posting a YouTube video. I don't know what the point was there, <laughs> but I think in my head, it was like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I'm just waiting for the right timing. And I think after I graduated was the perfect time that I like posted my video and from that point forward I fell in love with it that's amazing and did you think that this video was going to go so viral no no I didn't and in fact it actually didn't even go like viral right away like I think it took mm -hmm. maybe like six months before my videos actually started picking up a lot of views but at that time when I posted it I got good feedback. Like, I didn't have any hate comments. It was all mm -hmm. my friends being like, this is a really good video. Like, I really think you should do more of this. And I think all of that mm -hmm. just inspired me. It just felt like this is now what I have to do. So. This is amazing. Mm -hmm. And big question, do you still have the prom dress? I do. I do still have the prom dress. Honestly, I loved it. It was so, like, princess and pink, which honestly I feel like still is my style. As you can see, I've got my pink robe here. <laughs> I love a little feminine look. You know, look, it's perfect. So. Exactly. I know. I'm glad that I didn't pick something that, like, I look in the future and I'm just like, why did I get that? So I'm happy with my choice. I feel like sometimes, you know, when you're younger, you have, like, those fashion crazy yeah. moments and then you look back at it and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, what exactly. Was that? But at the time, and you the thought promise, it was. Yeah. 
Yeah. But the prom is such a big moment. Mm-hmm. So it's actually amazing that you still have the dress and mm-hmm. that you, do, you know, you don't regret yeah. it. Thought, I thought it looked really cute. Thank and you. I also think like right now we're in Barbie year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's perfect, exactly. right? Like, exactly. I'm like, I need to wear that again for some reason. I don't know when, but yes. I need to do something with it. But We need a part two of what happened to the prom dress. Yeah, honestly, that would be a fun video idea. See right there. That would be fun, mm-hmm. right? Now, second video. Actually, you know, this is really funny because this is how I discovered you. Ooh. And I I was like, okay, I'm going to try to do the workouts mm-hmm, and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. This is so hard. <laughs> yeah. So that video was Victoria's Secret. Like, is that the one you're talking about, right? So like yes. workouts and diet. And now looking back, it was so funny because I think when I did it now, it's been like two and a half years or something. And I just look so like young trying to do all these little workouts. But it was so fun. It, honestly, like the video is amazing, and I think it gave gave a very like full approach mm-hmm. as well because it was literally like, the food mm-hmm. and the workouts and stuff. I loved it. Thank you. I really loved it. Thank you. So that was obviously the first part of you know who you mm-hmm. are, those videos and everything. But then I want to dig deeper. Mm-hmm. So first off, what would you say is your biggest fashion inspiration? Um, oh my goodness. I think, I feel like biggest is such a hard thing to pick. Like, what's the number one? Because yeah. I think that there's so many different places to get like fashion inspiration mm-hmm. from. Um, even like you said, like the Barbie movie or like movies or things that are in pop culture right now, I feel like always are inspiring mm-hmm. me for what I want to wear or depending on how I feel. Um, I think day to day though, I do, especially living in Vancouver, I think a lot of the fashion here is a lot more, um, Like, I feel like in New York, it's very, like, out there and everyone's wearing something crazy. But I think in Vancouver, it's very, like, day-to-day, simple. You're by the beach. A lot of people are hiking or doing exercise, whatever. Um, But I think that my fashion on the daily is more something inspired by, like, Matilda Jerf or something. A very, like, on-the-go, casual, but also with pops of color or, like, little feminine touches on the side. I feel like that is my Mm -hmm. day-to-day ultimate inspo. Like, practical, Mm -hmm. but still fashionable. Mm -hmm. Something, like... I guess like model off duty kind of. Oh, I love mm-hmm. that. I love that. So I read that you did competitive g- gymnastics mm-hmm. when you were young. Yeah, I did. I and tell me, tell me. No, I I did it for so long. So many of like my younger years. I think like ten years. But I was just such like an active like wow. young girl, always doing like flips and handstands and. I think gymnastics was the perfect place for that. I I did a little bit for four years. Yeah, and. I what I really loved about it was the community, like mm-hmm. the girls, because it, it was mostly girls. So it was the community and making friends and people that, you know, you would see like regularly mm-hmm. outside of school and all of that. What I hated about it was like the very competitive aspect of it. Yeah. And it was like very cutthroat. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I work in fashion. You're deep in, you know, lifestyle, fashion, content, mm-hmm. travel. I find these two worlds are quite... Yeah, they're, they're very different, but they're quite the same, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you take out of gymnastics that you actually use in your everyday life at work? Yeah, I think there was actually so many qualities that I didn't realize until now that I feel like I've brought yeah. with me. And like you said, I do love the community. I feel like it was all with girls. So I've, ever since I was younger, always had like girl friendships. And I think being yeah. in like the influencer space, it is a lot of girls. So I do love that even though there can be that bad side, it's very supportive. Everyone's yeah. commenting on each other's photos, supporting each other, giving each other yeah. compliments. I do really love that. 
Um, I also love that just in gymnastics in general, it takes so much time and effort and patience and so many hours dedicated to what you're doing. And yeah. I think something that I really learned when I was in gymnastics was like, if there was a skill that I wanted to do, I have to try again and again and again and again. And even if I fell, as long as I was trying, I wouldn't get in trouble. So that would be like my thing. Like, I'm like, if I just keep going, I'm not going to get in trouble. I'm not like, I'm just going to keep trying. And I think in content creation and YouTube and fashion, whatever, it's like you have to stay in your own lane and keep trying and focus on you. And as much as it is a competitive sport, at the end of the day, you're competing against yourself and trying to do better than before. So So, true. Yeah, there's so many aspects of that that I feel like is especially in this type of industry. This is so true. And I also think that often it's like, if you just compete with yourself, with Mm -hmm. yourself to make sure that you do the best at what Mm -hmm. you can do and that you're enjoying what you're doing, all of a sudden it's a very different type of, you know, whichever job you're doing, Mm -hmm. it's very different and it's so much more effective. Mm -hmm. I find like the time we spend comparing ourselves to other people is like actually time spent not working on yourself and not being the best person that you can be. Exactly, but it's exactly. so hard at the same time because I mean, especially on socials, like people are always trying to build people against one another, mm-hmm. and there's always someone here to, you know, be a hater. I know. I think, yeah, you just I, maybe that's another thing with gymnastics. I feel like it's very like tunnel vision. Like you're just focusing yeah. on what you need to be doing, um, and mm-hmm. not letting other things distract you. I think that's another probably like quality is being very focused on what you want and like what your goal is and what that is and. I think for me, having a clear direction of where I'm going is like what keeps me grounded and keeps me in my zone. And I think a lot of times with comparing, you think you want to do something that someone else has, maybe because they're getting followers or they have opportunities, but then you have to like reel it back in and be like, is this what I want? And then have mm-hmm. that clear vision of what you want and what that is, because it may be completely different than someone else and the same things won't work. So yeah, that, that that's so true. So mm-hmm. true. So talking about you know, brand career and everything, you obviously became a massive brand, like super successful, Mm -hmm. but also you're very 360. So that's what we were talking about just before I find Mm -hmm. like your lifestyle content, every, basically every content that you create is very 360 and is very relatable. When did you realize that you were creating a brand? Yeah. Like, no, I, um, Yeah, when I started this, I guess it was definitely just like a hobby for me. And I didn't realize Mm -hmm. that it was going to be a brand or that I could turn it into that. But I think I personally like like so many things. And I know that a lot of content creators or people that are trying to help you with strategy are always saying that you need to niche down or have like one specific thing that you like and like only focus on that. But I think if you can be good at many things or learn many things, it just adds to yourself. It makes you more interesting. You can teach more things. And I think that's what I've like tried to carry on throughout my career here is just like trying to incorporate everything that I can. And at the end of the day, it's you are the brand. So if you have people that like you for you, they'll follow you wherever you go and whatever path you're in. And so, yeah, I guess, especially with YouTube, it's very personal. You're showing your day-to-day life. And so that involves your outfit, that involves maybe you working out, what you're eating, who you're hanging out with, what you're doing. And so everything is just, you know, I, I feel like I find little ways to make everything kind of suit me or like personal to me and not even only personal style and what you're wearing but personal style and the way you do things or how you do things I think also just helps like structure your brand yeah 100 Mm -hmm. and do you have moments in your everyday life where you're like not recording and Mm -hmm. you're just you know because obviously it's a lot 
and you do a lot of content as well. Mm -hmm. So I imagine that the video that we see that last 15 minutes doesn't, Mm -hmm. we all know that by now, it doesn't take 15 minutes to do it. So how do you translate that like public persona and like private life? Um, I think, I mean, I feel like I'm the same online that I am in person. Mm -hmm. And I think one thing that I love doing is a lot of the time I spend, like if I'm not doing social media stuff and I'm not like on my phone or editing whatever like I think I'm always with my friends and something that I love to do and I think other people like seeing as well is like when I bring my camera with me but I'm not necessarily putting all my attention on the camera I just set it down and it's watching my life and I think everything's just more candid it's I don't have to put less effort in and it's so natural and also those are the type of videos that I like even looking back on when I'm older and then I can look back and be like that was so wholesome it was so like just personal the way it was and I think that way I can like show what I'm doing offline, but still have it recorded kind of. Yes. But I do yeah. think when I'm not like recording, I'm doing, I'm putting in the effort daily to like be happy and stay happy so that I can give all that energy back out. Um, mm-hmm. As well as just when I'm offline, I'm like editing all my content. So it's like, yeah. I feel like there's a, sorry, I, I feel like a lot of people have like that struggle with like differentiating their real life and like their online persona. 100%. But yeah. Yeah, I think I also really like it. So I don't mind it being a little bit unbalanced where I put a lot of effort into that because at the end of the day, that's what makes me happy. So I think when I'm off of it or trying to be offline more, I'm just like longing to do it again. (laughs) I love this. I love this. Yeah, I I do have this as well because obviously I, you know, I'm a mom, I have Mm -hmm. my business and it's funny because sometimes like people will come up to me and they're like, oh, I saw you on like this TV with like that artist or I saw you on socials, blah, blah, blah. But then I look at your social media and now I'm seeing you and you're like at the playground and yeah. you have no makeup and you're wearing a tracksuit. Like, yeah. are you really a stylist? <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. But I think that's the best part because then you can show like, I mean, you're just a human. You have like so many yes. different sides to yourself. And I think it's like always just reminding yourself that like you can be two things at the same time. You can be a mom and you can also be a stylist and if anything that just makes you more exciting and special and there's yeah. like more to you so I think everyone Thank I think you. is also being more um like authentic and showing all sides of themselves online there I feel like especially since lockdown socials mm-hmm. have been a little bit more authentic actually yeah. like I mean there is tons of filters and all of that but I feel like people have tried to be to come back more to the real side of it mm-hmm. and share a little bit more of their like you know, deep, raw and unfiltered personality, mm-hmm. which I think is really interesting. Yeah. But obviously that brings us to filters. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with all of that? Um, I mean, I think you have to be very careful, especially knowing if you have an audience, or like what age the audience is, or like just being cautious of what you're putting out there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, I like using like filters, like coloring, like making your photo look like beautiful and exciting. And I think sometimes it is fun to make a photo look aesthetically pleasing um but I think it just depends what it is that you're showing I think if you're trying to go for like a photo that's very aesthetically pleasing that's when you're probably going to be doing that more but I think like me on like YouTube for example that's where it's like authentic open you can Mm -hmm. see there that's it's on video like there's no changing that yeah I think even like I don't know I think a lot of times we'll put filters on because we want to look better we want to like whatever but I think even on video if you have like a good personality, like you're beautiful inside and out, th- those comments mean more anyways. Like they don't want to see this yeah. perfect curated thing. They see what you look like and they see how you're acting, how you're talking. And like, I think that's what makes it beautiful in general. Like that's, that's the it's whole, so it, it makes it beautiful. So it's yeah. very true. 
obviously, right now I'm in Mexico because I'm recording the Latin American season of this Get Undressed podcast. Yeah. And I know you're originally, well, your family is originally from Mexico. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, do you have like some, you know, we, like, so I'm French, I live in the UK, but I have some like deep culture things that I carry with me. Like mm-hmm. I have, like, for example, for me, like the red lipstick or the mm-hmm. eyeliner or some sort of food and stuff like that. Do you yeah. have that? Obviously you're in Canada, but yeah, I mean, now I think especially ever since I moved out from my like home and now I live alone, Mm -hmm. um, there were so many things that I think I grew up with at my house that I didn't realize were like, you know, part of my culture, like just maybe like waking up and I would hear Mexican music just like blasting throughout my house. And like, that was something that I guess I took for granted because I just thought it would always be there. And then I came back to my house, like living alone now. And I'm like, wait a second, I kind of miss all these things. (laughs) So now I feel like I'm like realizing all these things. And I'm like, I love Spanish music. I love, you know, some people I know are like homebodies, like to be comfy. I love going out. I love dancing. And I'm like, you know, I'm just going to embrace it. This is my Mexican side. I love to go out, love to dance, Spanish music. I love all things spicy. I think in my videos, I'm always showing like me making anything and it's just, it's red on top because it's just so always, spicy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we love that. Um, I love wearing my hair like natural. I think also that is very like, I feel very in touch with my roots sometimes because my hair is like curly and I think I went through a phase of just like straightening it like all throughout middle school and high school and now I've gotten into more like just embracing those natural like features. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think like just on the daily, I'm like noticing more things that I'm like, this reminds me of like when I was younger. And I think especially moving forward, I'm like, I want to go to more like Latin countries or even back to Mexico more and just explore it myself without it being like just carried along by my parents when I was younger. So I think that'll be fun. It's so different when you were the parents and then Mm -hmm. when you go back older, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm like, wait That's a second, like, this is like really same. fun. Like before I would just yeah. be like dragged along and like, I don't want to go to this like family thing. And I'm like, okay, now I should like, I want to do all these things. So. Yeah, I'm the same before. I was like, no, this is mm-hmm. so bad. And now I'm like, can we go? Yeah, I think it's like almost even what makes you more special. And I think maybe when yeah. you're like even caught online, like you want to blend in and whatever, but like all those unique like features and how you grew up is really what makes you stand out. 100%. Mm-hmm. So how's it been growing up in front of the camera? Ooh, um, I I personally love it. I mean, I couldn't imagine the influencers or YouTubers that have started when they were like 10 years old because that would be a completely mm-hmm. different, yeah. I don't know, situation. And yeah. I, I'm glad that I started a little bit older because I think I'm like more mature now. I like know what I want or like what I'm trying to put out there. Whereas if I was younger, I think... You know, you could say things that you don't even understand or that you don't know. Maybe you're showing things that you like, you know, it's just different. But I definitely think now it's so nice seeing how you like grow and all those changes because you don't see them every day. But then looking back, you're like, oh, my God, I was a different person before. But I think it's really cute. And I love having like a little community that's like watching you grow up. And, you know, especially on and YouTube, I feel like... they're growing with you as well, right? Exactly. Like, I got a little yeah. bit, not nervous, but, like, now that I'm getting older, I'm like, I want to change something the way I dress. Or, like, maybe a little bit more, like, modest or whatever. And I thought that my viewers kind of still like that version of me of, like, three years ago. But then I'm realizing, like, they also grew up with me. So they may mm-hmm. be into the same things now. And so... I think it's it's very cute. And even like growing up, like when I'll be, I mean, I hope I'm doing this forever. If I'm like 30 and then you're having kids, maybe your viewers are having kids now. So I think yeah. that is very cute. So you've launched a podcast. I did. It's Talk been like six months this. now. Yeah, I... How's been the experience? It's, it's, um, 
It's a different world. (laughs) Yeah. No, it definitely is. I started in like March. And again, I had been wanting to do a podcast for so long. But then it was like that month that I'm like, it needs to happen now. Like I'm giving myself a deadline. Because if I don't have it, like a deadline, I'm just going to keep putting it off and putting it off. And I got all the equipment. I started doing it. And then I realized that I talk way too fast. I'm like, not like I'm saying um and like in every sentence. And it was definitely an adjustment trying to learn how to like speak calmly and like really articulate what you want to say. But I think that there's been like so many learning benefits. I feel like my speech is better now. I can like express myself a lot better. And, you know, I I also a lot of my episodes, I think I like do research beforehand. So I've like learned a lot through the process. Um, So yeah, and I think it's really fulfilling. Like people really get to know you in like 40 minutes and all your episodes. So, you know, having all their messages and be like, this really helped me or this really like came at the right timing. It's just really rewarding. And it makes me inspired to keep going. And it's also, it's it's kind of like a way to get to know yourself. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's it, it's funny because, it, I mean, you're used to being in front of a camera for social media and YouTube and everything. Mm-hmm. But there's something about being in front of the mic and just like sharing through the mic, which is so different. Yeah, exactly. I know. It's I'll be like, so say, weird. I'll, I'll just be talking and then I'll be like, wait, I didn't even know that I thought that. It's kind of like journaling out loud, which I kind of love yes, that. Yes, yes. So. It's so true. Like, it's journaling out loud. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. I I mean, especially I think it's so new right now that even though I think people are like, everyone has a podcast. Like, it's too late to start. I mean, I just started six months ago and I feel like so far I've been liking it. I think that there's a lot of space for people to come in and grow and do their own thing. So I think that if anyone wants to start one, they 100% should. And I think all the resources are online to how to start and how to learn and what equipment to use. I mean, I, for Mm -hmm. like two days, spent watching like YouTube and TikTok to find like what microphone I needed, how to get it to use. And like all the resources are out there for you to use. And I think there's also like, so when I started the podcast, initially I started because I was getting messages from people who were like, I want to know what it's like to be behind the scenes mm-hmm. and work in the industry and your experience and all of that. And then I was like, you know what, actually, I want to start a podcast because I want to be able to talk to people about mm-hmm. how I feel working in this industry and mm-hmm. what it's like for me, my experience, my life and all of that. Mm-hmm. And I found that I've you know, you find a community that's so different than the community yeah. that you interact with on an everyday basis. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing like when people send you a message and they're like, thank you so much. I learned so much mm-hmm. or I related to what you said. And I feel so much better because I feel like I'm not alone in this. Or yeah. It's so interesting. I know. And it is very like wholesome seeing the comments because they're so like in depth. They really have like, it's not just like a cute, like love this. Like they're really going to say like, I like what you said here. This was really interesting. I related yeah. to this part. And so that yeah, you really find your community and almost like, I mean, obviously every single comment is like means so much but you could have like a few comments that are very in-depth and personal and then like so many that are just like cute and like those other ones mean so much more to you because they're so personal but yeah it's It's so true what about the haters the mean comments um to be honest I think that I don't get that much hate but maybe the hate that I do get just doesn't bother me so I don't register it as hate I feel like if you are confident in what you're doing you like what you're doing a hate comment can't get to you that hard because you just don't believe it. I mean, I've had someone like, I don't know, someone say, oh, like she's being annoying. If I don't think I'm annoying, then I don't believe your comment and it has no truth to it. So 
I think also if I'm annoying, just don't watch it. Exactly. I mean, that's the other thing. I think, especially on podcasts or like YouTube, someone would be like, I think you talk too much. I'm like, I think that's the point. I think but that you're might watching. be the point. And you're watching. So, you know, at least you don't have to see them in person, hopefully. Um, it's all just online, you know. And have I you think, experienced that in person? Oh no, not in person. No, thank God. But I, yeah. that's the other thing. I think people are a lot more willing to put their comments out there when they're hiding behind a computer. And at the end of the day, those are probably not the people that you want to take advice for or that you really care about their opinion, anyways. So it's like, yeah. you know, let them do their own thing and just focus on like the happy, positive comments because there's usually significantly more. So yeah, and it's it's also it's funny how in general it get it's. For loads of people, because I work with celebrities and mm-hmm. we we always have like those moments where we'll do a red carpet, something like that. We'll yeah. work on the looks for weeks and they feel really confident. They go mm-hmm. on the red carpet. They're like, oh my God, I looked amazing. I felt so great. Like mm-hmm. this was amazing. And then there'll be like 200 positive comments. You look yeah. so great. Yeah. And then there'll be one person who's like, are you pregnant? And then that's yeah. it. It's ruined, you know, and it's like, it's such a work that you have to do on yourself to be able to focus on the 200 positive mm-hmm. ones and not the one person who told you something which is going to get in your exactly. in your head, you know? Yeah, just delete it right away. Before you see it, just delete it. Get that away. <laughs> Don't even look at it. But yeah, I think it's, it's also like, it's something that really bothers you. I would just say protect your peace. Don't even bother looking. Um, but yeah, that can be like so discouraging and it's just so annoying because like it, it is true you put so much effort into something and it, it's really annoying when someone online that doesn't even know you says something but I mean yeah I don't know if it's something on your body especially I think there's nothing like you yeah. can't do anything about that I mean if it's no. something on your look maybe you can take it as constructive criticism but with a grain <laughs> of salt <laughs> like yeah. yeah so what's next for you What's next? I was just talking to someone the other day doing like a podcast interview and we were asking about this question and I was saying that, well, I have, I have my own personal brand and my podcast, A Better You. This next year or like for the rest of this year, I really want to focus on that and continue building it a brand because again, it takes patience and it takes time and it's like having a little mm-hmm. baby. So I am yeah. currently nurturing that and getting ready for, I guess, a product launch, which I don't want to say just yet because it's wow. going to spoil. But I want to do something in the fall, which I had wanting to do like when I first launched the podcast, but now realizing I think it's better when you have like a fan base. It's, you know, you're nurturing those followers already before you just like make a product or something. But yes, I really want that to be its own community. And even for myself, learn how to be a better um, like entrepreneur so I can like hire other people and have just multiple, like all sorts of content coming out of me. So wait, do you do everything yourself right now? I like do everything, everything myself. Well, I mean, I have a, like management for like sponsors and stuff, but in terms of like podcast producing, editing, filming, like I do everything on my own. Girl. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So, I mean, I, again, I love doing it, which is why I can't give mm-hmm. it up. But for me yeah. to take on more, I need to like learn to delegate tasks and to just trust other people to do it. So I think like that's what I'm like trying to do right now and find the right person that fits for me that so so that I can move forward and like do more mm-hmm. things and like add on more to my plate. But I think especially in this industry, there's so much you can do. And like if yeah. you want to really take make the most of it, like there's so many avenues to try. And if you're open minded, like, you know, just accept things coming your way and see what works for you and what doesn't. So yeah, I, I just want to really work on my personal brand and keep it growing because this is something that I want to do for like my life. So I'm like, I need to like, you know, set it up. And again, like gymnastics, like it's all 
you like little things every single day add up to the big picture. So I think it's important yeah. as a content creator, influencer, even like celebrity to, mm-hmm. yes, be comfortable, but not get too comfortable to where you're not like working daily and like trying to improve. So, and I think yeah. it's like move forward, move exactly. forward and always think like more and more. Yeah, I agree mm-hmm. with you. So, That's yeah. amazing. Thank you. So now we're going to have some rapid fire questions. Yay. Are you ready? I'm nervous. Okay. <laughs> This one's going to define your personality for me. Okay. okay. Oh my gosh, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> Heels, Crocs or trainers? I'm, I'm going to say heels. I'm going to say heels. <laughs> I was like, please don't say Crocs. No, I am not saying Crocs. No, I'm not saying Crocs. You know, sometimes beauty has to hurt a little bit. I mean, I know comfort is key, but I will, I will be in pain for a cute little heel. What's your guilty pleasure? Ooh, my guilty pleasure? Probably reality TV. I like selling sunsets. That is, oh, yes. I know. Or like the Kardashians. Like that is guilty pleasure because why am I choosing to watch my free time on like reality TV? I, I know, don't know, but, but I'm the same. I'm like, oh, I love it. I know. I love a mindless little like activity. So, Yeah. Sometimes it feels good as well. Like, mm-hmm. And I guess that's what they cre- why they created that. You know, yeah, like exactly. Reality TV is just so you can like... Feel good show. Escape just, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. What's the best part of being 21 and the worst part? Ooh. Um, ooh, oh my gosh. The best part... I think traveling is so fun now because you yeah. can, there's no restrictions. You can do whatever you want. You can go wherever you want and you have so much freedom while still yeah. feeling like you're one of the youngest people out. That's what I can say. Yes. And I guess the negative side is seeing all your friends grow up and not being able to see them every single day or live beside them or have so much freedom like you do when you're a teenager or younger. I mean, I I love seeing everyone grow up, but it's so sad. It's like everyone's just having their big girl jobs now. This is not okay. But yeah, that's that's the downside for me. What's your favorite clothing item? Ooh, clothing item. Um, or accessories one I, that you own okay oh just one I was gonna say like a like I love bags I love little purses I love having like 15 bags that are like so yes. cute and just like changing them throughout your outfits and I think it's especially cute if you have like a little like again model off duty but then you have like a pop mm-hmm. of a color of like a really unique bag that's like thrifted yeah and I think it's it's funny but for me like coats shoes and bags mm-hmm. make a look oh 100% you know And then there's endless like combinations you can do too. So, yeah. And then last one: Instagram, YouTube, or TikTok. YouTube, 100%. Yes, I love how you didn't hesitate. You were like YouTube. Mm-hmm. If I didn't have YouTube, we wouldn't be here. We'd be so sad. So YouTube is my number one. <laughs> Fernanda, thank you so so much for coming today on Get Undressed. It was thank you. It really was a pleasure to chat to you, and I have to say, I'm really really impressed. Thank you so much. I'm trying I really to appreciate be like, it. I'm to not say like, I'm really fucking impressed because I always swear. <laughs> no, but- <laughs> okay. I, thank you so much. No, I really appreciate it. It means a lot to me. And this was so fun. I love chatting and just like meeting new people. So every time there's like a call, I'm like, I'm just living for it. Please, when you come to London, oh, I'm come there. to the studio. I'm yes. there. <laughs> Yay, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. I had a wonderful conversation with Fernanda. We talked about everything. I hope you're going to enjoy it. 
Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed, please subscribe and leave us a review. If you want to stay up to date with Get Undressed and see some additional exclusive content, you can follow me on Instagram at Adele Kenny. Bye. Au revoir.